one of the things that I've been thinking about for a lot, and I have, I have no idea how to do this yet, but it's it's a, ha- what's worse than half baked? It's, <laughs> it's <laughs> quarter like, baked. It's like the ingredients are in a bowl. They haven't been put in the oven yet. March twenty fourth. We'll start with the numbers. Two thousand seven hundred ninety two cases in Canada. 588 in Ontario, 280 in Toronto, 26 deaths in Canada, 8 in Ontario, 1 in Toronto still. There are 18 of the 280 cases in Toronto are in hospital. 18? 18. Up from 14 yesterday. Okay. So on cases, I just want to underscore that confirmed cases is nowhere near the real number of actual cases Mm -hmm. for a lot of reasons. Mm -hmm. One of them being that we don't have enough tests and we're not testing enough people. And our results are slow coming back. And our results are so slow. Um. And one of the reasons being that from the time, we've talked about this before, sorry if I'm just (laughs) being redundant, but from the time somebody gets infected to the time they get a test result back, it's probably about a week and a half. Mm -hmm. And cases can easily triple, say, in a week and a half, Mm -hmm. depending on doubling time. And then there's also a lot of very mild cases, I think, that... Where people don't even know they should get tested. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been happening a lot. So um, the more accurate numbers to look at are deaths and hospitalizations. Because you can't really hide those. Mm-hmm. And so as our deaths and hospitalizations accumulate, we can better estimate how many cases we have. And see that we're underestimating our cases. Um, and actually, David Fisman, who I think he's the de- epidemiology department head mm-hmm. at the, what's the name of the public health school at University Dalalana. of Dalalana. School of Public Health. School of Public Health. Yeah. Um, he estimated a while ago, several days ago, that's basically 10 years ago, Yeah. Um, that there were... 2,000 to 8,000 cases in Ontario mm-hmm. and then the next day there were three more deaths and he said now that's an underestimate. Mm. So I started a one day Twitter campaign <laughs> <laughs> to get um, news organizations to report to acknowledge um, to people watching the news that confirmed cases does not reflect actual cases. Yeah. And so you could have, I was thinking they could report a projected number of cases, like when they're reporting an election, they get election results and they project the number of seats. Mm-hmm. Um, or somebody else, another doctor on Twitter said that we could just put an asterisk beside the number and say this does not represent actual cases. Yep. Just so the public has a better understanding that there's more cases out there. Mm-hmm. Anyways, my one-day Twitter campaign went nowhere because I have no followers on Twitter. No, but I... But there's a... So, Dr. Yanni Friedhoff, he 
is not an epidemiologist, but he's an obesity doctor and he mm-hmm. does a lot of public work with um, debunking pseudoscience and stuff. Right. So he has kind of a following on Twitter and he's kind of taken up that mantle. So I'll leave it to him. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people. Yeah. I think a lot of people are saying. I haven't seen a lot of people say that. Yeah. Um, but anyways, my 60 followers on Twitter know what mm-hmm. the deal is. Excellent. Well done. Um, in relation, I mean, I guess related to that, we, there's this article in the C- CBC, no, I lost it. No, National Post, that's not on my phone. National Post, there's a, uh, nursing home in Bob Cajun. Bob Cajun. Three people have tested positive, but another something like... What is it? Another 20 residents and and like eight staff are also exhibiting the same symptoms. So there's a there's 30 tragedy. There's going to be a huge problem. We're going to hear more about that, I'm sure, very soon. Um, Yeah, it's it's going to be sad. And and yeah, only like let's say there's 30 people there that actually have it. Only three of them are currently being counted. And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so cases, case numbers are not the real numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I have a few headline things here. Mm-hmm. Things that are happening around the world. Mm-hmm. So finally, after us talking about it for two or three days, the Olympics has now officially been postponed. Yeah. And apparently it's the first time in peacetime yeah. that ever hasn't <laughs> happened. Oh. I also read today that India and South Africa locked their countries down. And the WHO, the WHO, the World Health Organization is saying that the U.S. looks like it's going to become the new epicenter Mm. of the outbreak. And New York seems to be there. Mm. New York. I, I woke up this morning and the first thing I read was a Twitter thread by an ER doctor in Manhattan describing his day and what it's like and it was very similar to the stories from Italy Mm. that came out when that first hit there Mm -hmm. and he was describing how he goes to work in the morning he puts on his mask he gets the handover from the team and everybody has COVID-19 mm-hmm. and you're looking after one critical patient and then there's another critical patient and then there's another critical patient and everybody has COVID-19 and he just said, he's like, where did the heart attacks go? Mm. Where did the appendicitis go? I think he l- actually doesn't know. I don't know if they're going to a different hospital because I'm sure they're still happening. Mm-hmm. And then at some point during the day, he realizes that he needs to like eat or drink because he hasn't yet because mm. he doesn't want to take his mask off. Oh, right. So he like goes to the cafeteria, has a quick bite, comes back, um, finishes his shift. And then when his shift is over, he like wipes all his belongings down with bleach. 
Hmm. Puts them in a bag. Walks home to his apartment where he strips his clothes in the hallway. Hmm. He's like, it's okay. All my neighbors know what I do. (laughs) (laughs) And then like goes right into the laundry. He runs to the shower before his toddler can like give him a hug. Yeah. Showers. And then he decompresses. And yeah. And they're not even like, it's going to get worse before it gets better there. Mm -hmm. Anyways, it was a very, I don't think I did it justice. It was a very moving encounter of his day did you say how many hours he would work i I don't remember but i assume it's gonna get longer Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. if italy is any indication yeah the thing we've been talking about a few times now is testing and it still looks like the backlog continues to grow. The CBC has a graph where they show the backlog at now at over 10,000 tests awaiting results. That, what's, yeah, that's on that, what was one week ago? Was that the 17th? The 17th is one week ago? Yeah, the 17th mm-hmm. is a week ago. There were 1,500 outstanding on the 17th and now there's 10,000 they're saying they're still doing about 2,000 a day their their capacity is only 2,000 a day and they are working towards 5,000 by the end of the week is still they think is a target is there anything in there about how many of our tests are coming back positive yeah they have uh yeah I think it does show that uh somewhere because yeah, i was just thinking we could it. just estimate like of those ten thousand uh actually i can estimate it from here so there's been twenty one thousand negative tests out yeah. of thirty two thousands so yeah. like approximately a third of our tests are coming back positive right and there's ten thousand outstanding right so three thousand and something positive tests are hiding in there. Let's yeah, let's say there's three thousand positive. It might be weighted like remember healthcare workers be are double tested. Right. So those so are might be weighted to the negative test. Might be, yeah. Good catch. But I don't know. But potentially like Yeah, yeah. It's close hundreds It'll be of cl- thousands of results. It'll be positive results in there. Close to that, yeah. Yeah. Big numbers. But they there are people asking, continue to ask, why are we... Um, so the testing backlog is the one issue. The other issue is contact tracing. Why are we not doing that? So the headline in the... One of the headlines in the National Post today, COVID-19 colon, it worked in Asia. The WHO says it's crucial, but Canada... But is Canada still using contact tracing? And basically the article talks about how they're not in most cases. How reassuring. In in many cases, although... That's Canada? Yeah. Dr. Teresa Tam says uh, it's still Canada's strategy, but the the case identification and rigorous contact tracing is still being carried out in every province and local municipality. But the examples they give in the article from people on the ground show that that's just not the case. In, 
especially in Ontario, mm-hmm. there's there's just people aren't getting followed up on, or at least maybe they are doing contact tracing for the people that are turning up positive, but not any of you know all the people that are in the delayed testing backlog. Right. Like the those ones are definitely not. I just had something to say and it just left. What were we just talking about? Contact tracing. Contact. Tra- oh, yeah. So another topic of discussion that's been coming up is using big data mm-hmm. to do contact tracing. And so yesterday I read a piece saying how Google Maps basically has all the information you need on where you've been in the last 14 days. Mm-hmm. And wouldn't it be cool if they could make some buttons where you could like export that in a file that you could email to your public health office. Right. If you are, or yeah, yeah. Like if you think you have COVID-19 or you're diagnosed with it and then you say, Oh, here's my file. This is where I've been. Yeah. Or you can anonymously upload it to like some kind of COVID-19 hot map. Mm And it can either show people where you've been or tell people if they've been near you. Mm-hmm. And that kind of stuff is what's happening in Asia. Mm-hmm. I don't know the details of it, but everyone in China and Taiwan seems to have a QR code on their phone that they're that's green if they're allowed to go places and oh. red if they're in quarantine and oh. yellow if they're they've been exposed or something. Hmm. So, and if you cross paths with somebody who's had COVID-19, then your color can change. And it's very big brother, but it also seems to be very effective. Mm -hmm. So what can, you know, how can in a society where we have, where we value privacy more, Mm -hmm. how can we still make use of that? Mm -hmm. Is the question. Yeah. Your turn. The uh, yeah, one of the things that I've been thinking about for a lot, and I've, I have no idea how to do this yet, but it's it's a, ha- what's worse than half baked? It's <laughs> it's quarter like baked. It's like the ingredients are in a bowl. They haven't been put in the oven yet. Mm-hmm. And this idea, so there's people who clearly think there's there's large numbers of people I'm convinced that think COVID nineteen is a conspiracy, that there is no virus that something like this happens every hundred years or so and it's manufactured by the people that control society i guess and and it's i'm not sure exactly i think some people believe it the goal the ultimate goal is to create this fear of this virus to get people to be vaccinated and somehow the vaccination will harm you or I don't know. Sure. I'm not sure. Don't try too hard to explain the conspiracy theory. I'm trying to (laughs) understand. I want to understand it. but Okay. Okay. So that's the level at which I understand it. But, and so the, there's this video going around that, that, um, sounds like they think this group believes 5G networks, it's the 5G infrastructure that is causing these symptoms. And they apparently there's evidence that 
the places where this thing is going is where there's 5G networks that have gone live or something like that. And okay. the and I've watched this I've watched most of the video and there's places where they try to explain the science behind it and they <laughs> basically explain they use the example of like just like in your microwave how your microwaves cause water molecules to vibrate so that they they you know th they heat up your food in the same way as that happens the 5 gigahertz signal will vibrate they say something really convoluted. They make the electrons <laughs> around My oxygen. My brain is hurting. No, no, this is true. I mean, that part is right, right? Like microwaves cause water molecules mm -hmm. to vibrate, which heats up food. Yeah. They say that the five gigahertz, th what it does is it excites electrons on oxygen atoms or molecules. I'm not sure. Atoms. Yeah, I'm not sure which one. And that by disrupting oxygen that's what's causing this like it's mm -hmm. oxygen is somehow the those m affected oxygen molecules when they go out they will harm our lungs and cause us to exhibit the symptoms that we're calling co COVID-19 and I've been trying to figure out how do you have how do you try so I feel like there's some people who are just there's no convincing them it's like the example of the what was it the green homunculus thing like there's no way to disprove that there's not what is the green homunculus some <laughs> creature living in your a brain creature living in your brain controlling everything you do right it's an example i learned about in psychology 101 it's like if that's your theory yeah there's actually no way to disprove it because any test that you make to try and reveal this green homunculus will the green homunculus will just foil your test because yeah. it can just hide itself so it's the idea being that any hypothesis you have it has to be testable yes you can't have that is you the can't basis. come up with a theory where whatever you're looking for will always just hide itself yeah like the the basis for the philosophy like based in the philosophy of science and how science came to be was this idea of that you have to have you have to be able to disprove a hypothesis right you, yeah. you have to be sh and if you if you don't if you can't disprove it it's not worth even considering but the problem is that then you have this potential for people and what's the i keep forgetting the name of the movie truman show in the truman show if you truly believe that there's people out there controlling everything then you know you can never present evidence because all to, to someone that believes something like this because they'll i think you'll if I were in that situation, I would just say, well, that's fake evidence. Someone faked that evidence or is lying or whatever. You can always say that. So I've been just racking my brain as to how d could you convince someone that believes this stuff to, yeah, how do you, how do you persuade yeah. someone or at least persuade someone who's on the edge? Maybe they sometimes like they're kind of being drawn in someone who's susceptible to these ideas. How do you bring them back a little bit or, or get them away from those ideas? And, and what arguments do you use? What examples do you use? And I'm I kind of am at a loss. I don't I don't really know. I certainly don't either. And the reason what got me thinking about this was a the post this, a, a good friend that that of mine from childhood is one of these people that believe strongly in this in this uh, that COVID-19 is a hoax 
And then I saw in the paper there was somebody up in Minden or somewhere in cottage country and was believes it's a like some business owner, like a natural foods or not some naturalist type person natural medicine type person was posting signs up inviting people with coughs and things into their store and just just I don't know. it just feels like there's a it's a big influence in our society and you'll never like what if one of those people becomes a super spreader like that's they they will be a super spreader if mm -hmm. they get it how many of those people are there and how right. do you how you keep them from so being super spreaders social distancing the great thing about social distancing is it works on a spectrum mm. so you can't have one person ruin everything mm -hmm. especially if it's just one person then they really can't be a super spreader because who are they going to spread it to mm -hmm. so it's like it works on a spectrum and the better we do the better results we'll get but even if you do a little you'll get a little result if you do a lot, I think you'll get a big result. Mm -hmm. And I spent a lot of time, not a lot of time, I didn't have a lot of time, but I spent a lot of the time I had mm -hmm. trying to look at social distancing data. So yesterday I complained that I didn't have the Italy data. And then our friend Patrick, while he was listening to the podcast, <laughs> he pulled up the data for me and sent it to me. Mm -hmm. So... And I looked at a few other countries, too. So basically, yes, I do believe that social distancing is working the Western way. Mm -hmm. It is working with out the full lockdown. But I don't think it's working as fast, mm. which would um, agree with what I just said, which is the better you do it, the better it will work. Mm. Um so Lombardy, the a region in the north of Italy, that was one of the first hit and hardest hit. Mm -hmm. So their deaths, let's say, well, I looked at deaths and hospitalizations. Um, so their deaths are still growing mm -hmm. every day, but they're growing smaller. Slower, <laughs> yeah. Slower. Yeah. So... Where is the so like, like if you take around March tenth? So that would have been I think their big lockdown happened on the ninth or no the seventh in the north. One day on March eighth, there was a seventy three percent increase in deaths from the day before. Uh -huh. Two days later there's a forty percent increase, thirty percent increase, twenty percent increase, like just huge numbers. Yeah. Increase in death working up to their I don't have their numbers. So now it's like yesterday is a 9% increase. The mm. day before is 11% increase. Mm -hmm. Like 10, 17, 21, 11, 9 were like the last few days. Mm. So if you graph this, the graph is very up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. It's very jagged, but it's it's definitely thinning out at the end so they're slowing down but it's like they're still growing right yeah S but slower so it's yeah it's not working tremendously but even if you look at italy's national data it is even getting a little better 
like their cases are slowing down a bit too already so Mm -hmm. and then i saw some i just stumbled across some um data from europe Mm. norway and denmark Mm -hmm. i think have done quite well and their curves look curvy (laughs) Mm. (laughs) like you want to get that bend right Mm -hmm. where you go from growing to not growing Mm mm-hmm and so that's also reassuring and then our curve is not looking so bad on our world and data it like it still looks yeah Mm -hmm. it still looks pretty straight to me Mm. but i found this tweet this morning that like honestly i think is too good to be true i would not put so much weight on this but Mm -hmm. um it's still fun so it just seems to be some Toronto doctor I don't think he has any particular expertise but he said look at this curve it's pulling away from the like straight trend it's starting to curve Mm -hmm. where I can barely see the curve and he says if this trend continues then our peak cases I assume he's talking about will occur in two to three weeks and the bulk of the pandemic wave will be passed within six weeks which I that sounds quite optimistic to me mm. but um hey if you want some optimism mm. there you go mm-hmm, mm-hmm. optimistic yeah and one more thing that mm-hmm. combines social distancing and should we call should we calling it data physical oh yeah distancing? physical distancing is that the new sorry it just like i used to social distancing I how know. much of my life do i have to change for this virus mm. so um, phone companies can track without breaching your privacy. They mm-hmm. can look at an area and look how much phones are moving in a given area mm-hmm. and kind of heat map like who's moving. Mm-hmm. And in Lombardy, the phone companies are saying that 40% of people are still like moving around. Yeah. So I don't know how many people are essential people, but there's still quite a lot of movement mm-hmm. in there. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm done on that. I have two like incidental pieces of news that I just wanted to put into the record right. for us when we look back on it later. Gas price, the low, we always note the gas prices we're walking by, but gas stations near our place, the lowest I've seen it so far has been 68.5, Jay, right. which was what, a Monday? Or was that last week? I may have been Friday, something, somewhere around there feels like 1998 around here sometimes yeah those prices yeah um and they're i think doug ford announced today we're getting some sort of discount on electricity which will save us 20 bucks a month or something Mm -hmm. great that's it for the incidentals okay um, so we haven't asked this question in a couple of days. How are you feeling about everything? I feel like we need masks. We personally or? Well, I mean, gen- bigger we as in like everyone in Canada. I mm-hmm. think like it sounds like wearing, getting everyone to wear masks was one of the, one of the things many of the countries that pulled out of this, that flattened the curve did. 
Mm-hmm. And it would seem like a relatively straightforward thing to just get people, if you are going outside, put on a mask. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel like just personally, I looked up how to make your own mask. That's <laughs> right, you <laughs> did. Uh, so what we do have some surgical masks, but better than that, it's it sounds like there's people out there that are um, making N95-ish masks. Thing N95, I think, meaning that 95% of particles in the air get pulled out, right? Of a cer- I guess of a certain size. I don't know what size. The there's when you have filters for your furnace, there are filters. There's different rating systems. One's called the MERV. I forget what that stands for. But there's different MERV, like 11, 12, 13. I think it goes up to 16. You can buy these on Amazon for like 20 bucks or 30 bucks. And it's big. This is a big thing. It's like two feet by like, I don't know, two feet by two feet, sort of in that range of size. And so you get a ton of this filter material that you can cut up and use as like you could if you wanted to make your own and there's a few YouTube videos going around. I think it started from some hospital actually in the US saying how you could make your own and om- and putting it out to the pu- putting it out there for people who wanted to make supplies for healthcare workers. It sounded like mm-hmm. um out of these things. So anyways, it w- it it's these things I think they advertise taking bacteria and virus particles out of the air who knows how accurate that is it says 90 percent of particles get taken out of the air i'm sure it's not as good as an n95 mask and obviously the n95 mask the other big thing about it is it seals around your nose and mouth which this thing would not um i guess you could design i mean i'm sure you could make your own that <laughs> could do that we're not gonna do i that, mean but, but i asked how you were feeling <laughs> <laughs> not just heard a I lot about masks. I am feel okay. I think what I was getting at is I'm not feeling great about the masks. Things situation. just no, just everything. Oh, everything. Like just everything. Mm-hmm. Be f- like I, I feel like if the numbers were where they were a couple of days ago, I still wouldn't feel that bad about going to the grocery store and you know just going about. But you know, not. I would assume that the probability of running into someone with COVID-19 mm-hmm. would be very, very low. It is still it pretty low. It is still pretty low, but we we're getting to thousands the of cases in a city of millions of people. I know, but you're still, you know, it still feels like, yes, today. I just yeah. mean in another week, it yeah. feels like we're getting to the point where, I- you know, the risk is not negligible. Mm-hmm. It still is negligible. I, gr- I agree, which is why I... I I mean, negligible maybe isn't the right word. Like, we all have to pretend like it's out there. But I mean, in, in For terms us of going like to the, grocery the amount store. of worry. Yeah. You yeah. have to worry that you're actually coming into contact with it. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, I guess I'm... Anxious? No, not anxious. No. Not anxious. I am just thinking it's... W- w- worth thinking about masks yeah like i'm at it somewhere that is my level of worry like masks gotta make some gotta bust out the sewing machine we'll add all of avery's feelings books that talk about happy (laughs) sad and scared we'll add mask level (laughs) of of to as a feeling there you go okay got it (laughs) 
<laughs> I feel fine. I feel fine about everything. <laughs> I do. I'm not wor- yeah. worried, really. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, good not at either yet. <laughs> I still think, yeah, we're just so at the beginning. Oh, there was a good, as video chatting with my cousin and his girlfriend today. We were talking about grief, mm. which I think we mentioned on this podcast before. Mm-hmm. And just about all... Everything we've lost already collectively as a society without even the worst of the virus coming in. But just with the shutdown, all the social interactions that we're not having and all the changes to our lives. And then I read this really great article on it with like a leading grief counselor saying how it's like anticipatory grief, which is really another way of saying anxiety Mm. but you're just kind of like imagining the grief that you're about to feel when things get worse because you know something's coming Mm -hmm. um it was just interesting and also just the power of like naming something just like calling it anticipatory grief or grief like just just to know that that is how a lot of people are feeling and it's like the first time that there's been so much like common grief mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. on an individual level like where everybody's kind of experiencing it there's been lots of times where everybody witnesses something bad and we share and witnessing it but do you think we are in grief like are 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 we experiencing anticipatory grief now like that is probably yeah i mean also we're just busy yeah i still don't think it's real in my head like this that's what i'm trying to say it's not it i'm not feeling bad i don't think Mm -hmm. it's hit me yet really Mm -hmm. just yeah, I'm trying to get like I'm trying to take in the reality of the situation. Yeah, but, but it's it, hard. I don't think I get. I'm not. I'm sure yeah. I'm not getting it yet because I would feel worse about it if I, I did. I feel it. I get you. Yeah, I f- I have moments of kind of feeling bad, but most of the time not. And yeah, and just kind of feeling like a b- kind of a bracing feeling. You have a smile on your face. Yeah. No, I'm just thinking about. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's what it is. No, I was just thinking yeah. that might be what I'm doing to you. But yeah, I, I'm also bracing just for like we don't have anything. I feel like it. I don't know what it's like to be a healthcare worker right now. I feel like that's. Yeah. A scary thing, and that's or any a different thing, or any, any kind of front line, any kind of front line worker. Yeah, yeah. It's like front line. Yeah. Um, we we're not frontline, mm-hmm. so we get to sit at home and be safe. Mm-hmm. But we have to like endure the at home <laughs> for many weeks mm-hmm. and the inconveniences. And today I tried to order groceries. Mm-hmm. You can't order groceries in the city anymore yeah. for delivery. 
it's like people were saying there's like a one to two week wait for grocery delivery but we're on the site that i usually use instacart which is how we got groceries delivered before and it wouldn't even give me any delivery date mm-hmm. it just said i couldn't order mm. them so i was like okay that's new <laughs> And it's also reflecting on the fact that we order groceries quite a bit, like when Caden was more fragile and we had less help and it was really hard for us to go out and get groceries, we turned to ordering Mm -hmm. as a stopgap. And just in the past few months, we finally got out of that Mm -hmm. and we've been able to go to the grocery store. And then today it was like, ugh, (laughs) we have Mm -hmm. to order again Mm -hmm. because it's hard to go out again because we have less help again. They're just kind of sliding back. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. Minor inconveniences. Yeah. I think I was also... I would say today was a fun day in a sense that it, it seemed like Avery, we went out to, I took Avery to the park this morning. He had a good time on the swings. I got to, I did, I had an efficient day. I felt like I had a productive day at work. I got to take a break and play with the kids in the middle of the day and then played with them. Like everyone was kind of in a good mood. Mm -hmm. Like I, you know, I think the isolation or whatever is being offset by the positives still for the most part. Getting work done efficiently without having to waste time, you know, commuting and basically that commuting time is like traded into playing with kids time right so that's kind of a good that's good for you that's good for me i'm glad but (laughs) mine hasn't worked out that way for me no i now get nothing done ever yeah like i every night i go to bed i'm like oh my gosh there were those 10 really important things Uh, that i should have done uh, but instead i had children crawling on me yeah so yeah it's a bit my life is definitely more hectic but yeah i just need to i just need to find some new routines strategies mm-hmm. it'll be fine mm-hmm. also i should go to bed okay yeah should we i have a we joke oh good it has a swear word in it <laughs> i'm gonna <laughs> dial back the swear word a little bit oh, okay just a warning for anyone with sensitive ears all right. I'm ready. <coughs> I'm plugging my ears. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Today the devil whispered in my ear, you're not strong enough to withstand the storm. And I whispered, six feet back, asshole. <laughs> Get it? Six feet between you and somebody else. Yeah. Even if it's the Grim Reaper. Yeah. Is there is there a market for sh- T-shirts around this <laughs> physical distancing <laughs> business probably i don't want to talk to you if you're i don't know there's got to be so many they're coming. probably already being are made are, they, sold are they already out there probably yeah, should get one it's a commemorative t-shirt okay that's a hand signal that you couldn't hear but i need a hand signal to <laughs> say wrap, wrap it up, it up. <laughs> good okay <laughs> good night good night